I'm Mirza, and I really wish Cher was my second mom. And I'm Pooja. I'm the biggest Scorpio in Prospect Heights. So true. Do you have problems that you think are really important, but other people don't really want to hear about? These are problems that your therapist has told you to move on from. We're here to give you advice on all of them, from the nothing burger to the everything burger. Like, did you accidentally make eye contact with your boss in the Equinox Steam Room? Scandalous. Do you hate the soap in your in-law's bathroom? Are you afraid to run outside because you have terrible form? Does your boyfriend keep making out with his dog that has terrible breath and then trying to kiss you? Well, if you've experienced any of these problems, you may qualify for our advice. Proceed with caution because we are the, the problem, problem solvers. Hey, I'm Diane Keaton. And I am annoyed. <laughs> <laughs> oh boy. Uh, sounds like we're starting with you this week. What's annoying you, Pooh? <laughs> oh man. Well, this I'm actually less annoyed about my problem. I'm just more annoyed in my current state right now, but that's okay. Okay. Um, <laughs> okay. And what's Mirza <laughs> looks literally scared. I'm a little. I'm. I'm. I'm looking like a deer in headlights. What's? <laughs> I'm. I've been very feisty in the lead up to the recording because I think that I'm about to start my cycle. Yes. It also, the heat in New York is probably getting to you. Exactly. And so I've just been mean to everyone here <laughs> she's been so mean to everybody here <laughs> <laughs> but it's okay because they all deserve yeah. it <laughs> she's a terror behind the scenes people ah <laughs> uh, it's okay our cycles are saying yeah they are mentioned. yeah that's true okay that's true. so something that i am dealing with is that i am going to india to visit my family yes you're going for a while too yeah i'm going for a month i'm really looking forward to it the thing that I'm not looking forward to and I'm feeling really anxious about is like, how do I deal with all of the comments that I get from extended family members who don't know me and who I have not had the luxury of stating my boundaries with? Right. Like I have expressed to my mom she's not allowed to comment on my appearance. I have set that boundary with her. I'm just like, I'm sorry, but you've done enough damage, ma'am. <laughs> like, I don't need to hear it. I, I've I've kept all the things you said to me over the years in my heart, okay? So <laughs> That's you do not trauma. <laughs> exactly. You do not need to keep telling me what you want me to change about myself physically. And I'm just feeling anxious about going there because... This is the thing. If you walk into a clothing store in India, they immediately are like, what size? And then oh, la, la. They, they're they like, you look like a large. And you're oh, like, no. I'm a medium. And they're yeah. like, extra large, actually. <laughs> like, double it and give it to the next person. <laughs> exactly. Like, they are just so savage there in a way that... Like, you know, if you go get your eyebrows done or, you know, you get a massage or just anything, it's like they're like, I feel like the uh, staff uses an opportunity. They think that they are helping you and they're like, oh, my God, your skin is so dry. If you do this, you know, package, then your skin will become better and we're helping you. And it's like. Okay, I know I have eczema. <laughs> like I have dry skin. I'm aware of this. That's smart selling. It's solution-based selling. It's uh, <laughs> It really is, but it's just I'm so uh I feel like in America we've overcorrected in a way to where like people 
it's not okay for people to comment on your hair or body or appearance. It's not okay to do that. Yeah. And I appreciate that. But I think I have been living in a bit of a emotional cocoon. Yes. And going to India and being around people who literally when you walk into a room, they tell you how old you look or what your hair looks mm. like or, oh, you've gained weight or you look like this or you, you look like that. Gotten so much darker. Like, I feel like I don't have the emotional and mental constitution to deal with that. Yes. And I'm feeling very anxious about it. And I was talking to my mom recently and she even brought it up. She was like, listen, you are going to need to grow a thick skin. like and- Around your family? Yeah, I mean, just in general. Oh, okay. She was she was just like, you're going to need to grow a thick skin uh, because we're going to India and people are going to say whatever they want. And you can't just sit and cry and be like, this is making me depressed or anxious. I was like, okay, first of all, you're making me sound so weak. I'm you're like, like, wow, I'm really a sensitive Sally over here. Yeah, exactly. I'm like, I just don't want people to look at me and say, wow, you're so fat. <laughs> like, <laughs> Jesus Christ. Oh, my God. I mean, listen, this is that's totally understandable to not want to be around people who are constantly commenting on your appearance and how you look, especially people that you're blood related to or marriage related, whatever it is, you know? Um, So I totally get where the anxiety is coming from. Listen, honey, I come from an Eastern European family. When I tell you that we say it like we mean it, say it straight to the point and direct, we do. There's no filters. We just say it. They're like, wow. You know, my mother to my father is like, wow, you really could use a jog. You know, know, and my grandmother to my mother is like, wow, you really put your makeup on the wrong way today. Mm -hmm. (laughs) And I'm just like, I'm not here. I'm not here. Don't comment. Don't say a thing. But thankfully, I'm perfect. So they have no feedback. Jesus. Yeah. <laughs> Just kidding. Prodigal son. No. Yeah. Exactly. I'm the num- I'm the number one son. So firstborn, num- number one, but also number one. Never mind. Sorry, Tarek. <laughs> Sorry, Tarek. Love you. Um. Yeah. No. I totally get where your anxiety is coming from because I also come from an immigrant family with opinions. So mm-hmm. you know, I know how it goes. My advice to you is you need to set a boundary with your other family members as well. And I know. What you're going to say, because I also run into this too, is usually the feedback and the commentary is coming from our elder um, uh, uh, family family members, like grandparents or uncles or aunts that are, you know, or whatever. And so there is a thing of respect that we have to maintain that, you know, is unique to our cultures, Mm -hmm. you know, that we have to. So it can be very hard to set a boundary in ways that you set boundaries in America with people. Mm -hmm. It's very different. So I have empathy for that um, element of it all. But I think you have two options. You can go and you can sit there and listen to them say the th- all the things that you don't want to hear them say and just like grin and bear it and grow a thick skin like your mother told you to. You mm-hmm. could do that. Or you could respectfully tell them to shut the hell up. <laughs> <laughs> Keep their mouths shut things they know nothing about all right aunt susan you've also gained a little bit of weight around your hips girl okay yes uh... <laughs> like you know if they're like wow Pooja, you your hair is looking gray today or something and then you just look them straight in the face and you say likewise <laughs> <laughs> 
Yeah. It's like, at least I have hair, Uncle Sean. Totally. <laughs> yeah. I totally agree. Like, I think that I should just come up with some comebacks. I think for you them. should. Get, arm yourself. Yes. <laughs> yeah. Say, like, if, if someone says to me, like, oh, my God, complexion is so dull. She'd be like, yeah, you too. Um, Should we go get a facial or something? <laughs> or like... yeah, something's in the air. How do we how, how should we combat this exactly. together? Exactly. That's actually super smooth. You should do that. Yeah. yeah. That's actually it's a good way to, like, hit them back with it but also to offer a solution where you can bond over it yeah together. be like oh my god you're looking very tired too yeah it's yeah. like what is it do you think the oxygen levels are lower <laughs> in the atmosphere yeah <laughs> totally no you should you gotta hit them back with it uh, honestly screw option one don't sit there and take it you come up with your comebacks put them in your notepad in your iphone and then just <laughs> as they come up okay well back with listeners it. if you guys have experience with uh, good comebacks to tell elder family members that will not get you slapped across the face. Please tell us because I'm in need. Hear our cry. Yeah, totally. We need comebacks. Yes. Please okay. submit here. All right. Well, thanks. I appreciate that. I'm going to okay. crowdsource some insults back. Perfect. Some, some respectful insults Respectful back. insults. I like that. Yeah. Let's do it. Next right. next episode, we're going to practice. Okay. Perfect. Thanks. <laughs> All right, Diane, what's up with you this week? Well, you know, like any good bougie lady, I am constantly in search of my signature scent. Mm -hmm. You know, I want to walk into a room and to say hello to somebody with like a double kiss or like a hug and them to inhale and just be like, whoa. He smells good. Oh, wow. He smells real good. And over the years in New York, I've experimented with different brands, you know, um, like Dior Homme. Like, I've sprayed that cologne on me before. I've done, like, the whole Lalabo thing. Mm -hmm. I've done Santal 33. I've done all of that. But I just don't feel like those are my scents. And I'm constantly trying to figure out, like, testing different, like, scents. Like, today I'm not wearing anything, but usually I'm like, I'll spray a little of this on this hand, a little bit this here, and a little bit this in my neck, you know, whatever. All the spots where pe people's noses could be. Oh. Uh, <laughs> a little down there. A little down there, a little in the back, a little up. Yeah, anywhere where nose may be, it's going to smell good, okay? <laughs> and, I'm, you know, I'm just trying to figure out what is that scent. And... I had a thought the other day, and this um, is what triggered this problem, is one time, many years ago in New York, I was meeting somebody for coffee at this hotel in Midtown, and I walked into this hotel, and I was immediately basked with the scent of the of the smell in the lobby. Like, mm. it smelled so good. It was like a rich sandalwood, like, meets, like, fresh waterfalls in, like... I don't know, Costa Rica or something like it was just like amazing. And it's not so good that it like changed the chemistry of my brain. <laughs> and I have been trying to find that scent ever since I smelled it back then, maybe like six or seven years ago. And I remember I was in the lobby and I went up to the front desk right after entering the lobby. And I said, excuse me, sir or ma'am, what is that smell? And they said, lucky for you, we're selling the scent of the lobby in a $39.95 uh, bottle of fragrance. Um, and, you know, I looked at the bottle and I'm like, it doesn't say what the scent is. Mm. And they're like, it's white labeled for a hotel. It's just the hotel's name fragrance. And I said, but what is it? And the person couldn't tell me what it was. And so I bought that bottle 
I took it and I sprayed it everywhere. And I was like, this is my scent. Like, mm. this is per. It's like a musky, like woody, but also kind of citrusy smell. Mm. And it's just like, it, like, it's sort of like when you taste something on your tongue and it activates every part of your tongue, like a sweet sure. and sour, but of sense. Okay. Like a light and dark. Yes. <laughs> anyway. <clears throat> so I've been trying to find that signature scent ever since then. And I tried to go back to that hotel and it closed down. Oh shit. They probably made the people in the lobby pass out because <laughs> it smelled too strong <laughs> and they had to shut down. Is that so, a perfume spell? Yeah. So I know my signature scent is out there because it activated my DNA when I entered that lobby. Your pheromones. My fair I was just like, this is it. Yeah. Like I want to marry this smell, but Ooh. I don't know how to find it now. And I was just wondering if you have any tips on how to how to find your signature scent. Well, you know what? I'm going to do a plug for another podcast called Perfume Room Pod. And it's my friend, Emma Vernon, who is a comedian, but also she is very passionate about perfumes and scents. I need to meet Emma. You do. Emma, help. (laughs) We need you to get connected with Emma so she can help you either track down what the scent was or find a new scent. And she can get one for you because I texted her I'm not, I like perfume, but I don't know much about it. Like yeah. I typically keep the same bottle of perfume for like years. I, Cause I don't use it that often. Yeah. And also <laughs> I feel like I'm using perfume differently than other people. Like when How I How are do, you using it? <laughs> okay. The reason that my, I've had the same bottle for years is that whenever I use perfume, I use like two spritz on my wrist and then like a spritz on my neck area. And that's kind of it. And well, then, how do other people do it? Well, when I was in D.C., I was staying with my friend Javia. Shout out to Javia. Hey. And she had the Glossier perfume, which smells so good. And I was staying with her because I had a show in D.C. So she was getting me all ready for my show. And we're walking out the door. And I'm like, oh, crap, I need some perfume. This bitch sprayed me no less than 35 times. She literally goes. She's like, walk through it now. Walk through it now. No, literally like it was like direct. Like it was crazy. And I didn't feel like I smelled too strong. I actually liked it. I enjoyed that. I like I felt like I kind of wafted in this in the scent. Yes. And it was like every time you walked past somebody, they passed away. (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) I am a killer. Yes. Like I was so confused. Like she was going at it, like truly 10 sprays on each side of me. But now I understand, I think, how people achieve that scent. Like when you walk into a place and and people can smell you, because I don't think that I have that. I think that like the only people that can smell me is me. And like if someone is like giving me a hug, maybe they can wear scents differently. Like some people wear a scent and it does fill the whole room, but other people, it just like stays on your skin. Yeah. I wonder like how that I think that's like a body chemistry thing. Maybe it is. Maybe it is. Yeah. We need to get Emma. We did Emma on the pod. Let's interview her. Maybe. Yeah. Hey, Emma. (laughs) (laughs) Can't wait to meet you. Um, I texted her and I was like, Hey, I want something that has like Jasmine flower and is like a little musky and it's light and airy. And she sent me like five samples of stuff that she just had laying around. And I've just been using those ever since. Emma, my mailing address is bleep this out, bleep this out, bleep this out, bleep this out. I can't wait to get it. (laughs) Nice. Nice. All right. Well, your problem will soon be solved. I cannot wait. Literally turning words into actions. I love this podcast. (laughs) Awesome. Should we get into our advice seekers problem? Yes. Let's do it. 
Hey, problem solvers. I'm 28 and I live in New York with three roommates I met in a Facebook group. Despite being total strangers, the dynamic has been fine for the last year. Everyone's respectful and we actually have come to enjoy each other's company. But recently, one roommate started dating someone and the guy keeps overstaying his welcome. I now feel like I live with four roommates with the amount that he's on our couch, showering and using our kitchen. I'm starting to feel resentful and annoyed that we have another person in our space. How do I approach this without coming off as jealous or rude? Like, honestly, I want to ask him to start paying rent. Wow. Well, I mean, this is a problem that a lot of people in New York face mm -hmm. because this is an expensive city and you need to live with roommates from time to time. Being single and alone in the city is very expensive. Yeah. <clears throat> So people get roommates and we've both had roommates over the years. I've had roommates over the years as well. Um, some good experiences, some not so good experiences. I've been that person that's had a, a significant other or like a person stay over too long. And then somebody was like, hey, this is like this is too much. This is too long. Um, and I've also been the person that's been like, hey, uh, you're the only name on the lease with me, not like the person that you're having stay over mm. for 10 nights in a row, you know? Yeah. So, uh, I mean, you live with a significant other. So it's it, it's like kind of a roommate, but it's like somebody that you love, you know, <laughs> not just somebody yeah. you're splitting rent with. Um, what's been your experience with living with roommates in New York? Man, so... Uh, after college, I moved to D.C. and I lived in two different apartments there that were Craigslist roommates. And then mm. when I moved to New York, I had Craigslist roommates. So all of my roommates post-college have been Craigslist roommates, people who I did not know. People from the Internet. People from the Internet, <laughs> like not even a Facebook group. Yeah. OK, like but they all went pretty well. Oh, good. But they I mean, each one had really quirky scenarios my first apartment in dc uh it was like my first time living there and i was like so nervous and the people could not have been different it was like one girl who was just like from new jersey very like basic normal another girl who truly was a sugar baby like she was a instagram model slash sugar baby it was the wildest scenario this no. girl had a man bought her a Porsche like it was I can't even like the the amount of shenanigans. Uh, so I actually really enjoyed it because bought her a Porsche. Yeah. Where is he now? Can I have his number? <laughs> uh, he's back with his wife. Uh, oh, yeah. Oh, la, la. yeah. That's that's the story to be unpacked behind the scenes. <laughs> yes, totally. It was a very juicy situation, but it was just wild. And I actually really liked it that we were all these random people and you know sometimes you'd come home from work and hang out in the living room and you get like a fun story and then you just kind of do your own thing <laughs> you close that door to that room yeah. yes exactly it's very important to have a, a, a door, door that you can close and yeah. i even had my own bathroom which was nice so i like really didn't have to come out of my room if i didn't want to interact with anyone but the thing that really freaked me out about that apartment is that we were all actually subleasing from this one girl and she was evil okay evil? and oh, i'm not saying that just from this alone but my first five minutes in the apartment i go and try to connect to the wi-fi why is the wi-fi name romney ryan like 2012 or whatever no, no like she was a hardcore republican and she wasn't there she was um not living at the apartment she just like 
her Had name was lease. on the lease. Yeah. yeah. And none of us knew her. We were just like subleasing from her. And it turned out like after living there for six months, something happened with the building. They like changed the payment portal or something. So we had to like enroll again and we saw what our actual rent was she's way over she was you. way overcharging she's us. making a profit she's that making stupid a profit. bitch and she ended up going and working for the trump administration i really and i tried to call her out on the fact that she was overcharging us and she was like my parents work in real estate and i'm sorry but this is completely legal but i'm like we are broke young people who live in dc like why are you making a profit you don't own this apartment it's like oh la la <laughs> i was like i don't even know if it's legal for you to be subleasing this apartment in this not. apartment it's building not. it's probably not like no oh i was so mad you're on a crusade well i just moved out i was like screw this i ended yeah. up finding another apartment which i loved those people but it was oh. another random roommate situation yes. and it was really fun. I loved it. Like we each summer we would throw a, a party like That's a house fun. party and it was nice. Like I, I really enjoyed it. And then when I moved to New York, I also had r random roommates. Yes, absolutely. I think having a roommate can be a lot of fun because sometimes if you live by yourself um, and, you know, I've gone through periods of living by myself and also having a roommate, um, whether a significant other or a stranger. And sometimes it's nice to come home after a long day and just to be like have somebody you can just like talk to about your day and yeah. then like you end the conversation and then you just like go into the room you close the door and it's just like lovely <laughs> and you have your totally. peace and quiet and you have somebody splitting the rent with you <laughs> yeah <laughs> which definitely. we love which we love we love fiscal responsibility yes um no it's lovely um i do have empathy though for people who live in new york in flex apartments have you heard of this concept no, what is that? Okay, well, some, maybe non-New Yorkers haven't heard of this either, but it's this thing that happens in New York where, let's say you have a studio apartment, which has no doors except for the front door, and the, or you have a one-bedroom, and you want to split it with, like, three people. Oh, they build a wall. flex walls that don't go all the way up. They just, they, they're not real mm -hmm. walls. They don't go all the way up. And then you can turn a studio or a one-bedroom into a two-bedroom or a three-bedroom, maybe, depending on how many walls that you put up. Um, and it's something that, unfortunately, with the way that rent is skyrocketing um, in major metropolitan areas driven by landlords, that it just, it's a reality of life. Mm -hmm. um, and there is a very big TikToker in New York who recently did a series on TikTok about how she lives with a couple in a flex one bedroom. No. Yes. So she lives in a one bedroom apartment that was turned into a two bedroom apartment with an additional wall that was put up in the living room. And the other roommates are a couple that she's living with. And she blew up all over TikTok because people are like, how do you do that? How are you? And she's paying some, they're each paying like $3,000. What? To like live in a flex. No. <laughs> I'm like, oh, la, la. If my wall doesn't go all the way up to the ceiling, I'm pay paying less than $1,000. Uh, I mean, yeah. I mean, good luck with that. But yeah. like, yeah, no, the, totally. I'm not paying anything. I'm not living there. Uh, yeah, <laughs> that <laughs> I'm not, too. I'm not, I'm not living there if that's the case. But, you know, that's just the reality of now, you know, that's what the whole flex situation yeah. is. Yeah. And I think it's hard when, okay, like, there are definitely incredible things about living with roommates, you know, people you know, or they could be random people, but it doesn't 
often work out if there isn't clear communication and respect. Totally. In the scenario, like I definitely also in all of those situations have dealt with things where it's like or like you if you're living in a situation with other people, you have to be really comfortable with like voicing how you feel and being reasonable and also being patient. Like you ha- if you're someone who doesn't like confrontation, like you're you're going to go crazy. Totally. Just because you're going to be stewing inside every time your roommate watches the TV too loud. Like you have to be able to make reasonable and respectful requests of people and not like lose sleep over it. Totally. Because we're all doing stuff that bumps each other. Yes. But like it's okay to just let the other person know and you can try and you can attempt to be better. But like, I don't know. Yeah, I always remember like, when my roommates would watch TV and I would be like, uh, can you please turn it down? Because my door is like right, right there. there and I need to go to sleep. And, and I can't be hearing RuPaul's Drag Race while I'm trying to sleep. <laughs> exactly. Yeah. Or like people not washing dishes, just all of the things. Yeah. 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 No, I, I, I totally get it. I think, you know, it is about respect. It's about setting rules up front. Mm-hmm. Up front. I mean, sometimes you have to do it along the way with like situations arise. Sure. But like. You know, usually up front is the best way to go because then everybody kind of goes into the sit into the situation knowing what to expect and what will tick people off as yeah. well. Do you know yeah, what I'm saying? Yeah. yeah. I lived with a roommate many years ago in when I first moved to New York, who, speaking of sense, had terrible body odor. Oh no. And he didn't like to shower and he smelled really bad and he never turned the ac on Mm. when it was like hot outside in the summer which as you know in new york it is the heat is oppressive Mm -hmm. so you need that ac and i just remember like coming home one day and opening the front door and just like being wafted with just body odor and i was just like this this can't be and i tried to solve it with candles i tried to solve it with Mm -hmm. room sprays i tried to solve it with you know cleaning products Mm -hmm. and you can never get rid of a smell Mm -hmm. like with other scents Mm -hmm. people think you can cover up a smell with like spraying Febreze or like spraying like but but that doesn't work it just makes it smell like the original smell (laughs) plus that so like our apartment was smelling like lemony body odor do you know Mm -hmm. (laughs) which like holy hell that's terrible you know so uh, I eventually I had to have a conversation with him and I was like listen I don't know what's going on but there's a smell in this apartment and he was like oh I'm so sorry I perspire a lot I was like it's okay we all have medical things sometimes yeah. you know but I was just like I really need you to address this because it's affecting my quality of life did he and then, he he eventually did start like wearing a bit more cologne and deodorant and like the smell started to go away and like he incorporated some better scent practices into his mm. life, which thank hell, because yeah. that was that was really tough for a couple of months there because um, I just need clean. You know, I'm just like mm-hmm. I'm OCD like that, as you know. Yeah. So, um, you know, we all have that roommate horror story. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, man. Well, Mir's. What is your pee on the advice seeker situation? How should they solve this problem with their roommate? Well, if you haven't already set the boundaries up front and have the conversation, I think you need to have, uh, you just need to say, hey, you know, the original agreement was that you would be living here, not you plus somebody else. And, you know, we're not really 
there's not really space here for an extra guest. Like mm -hmm. it just having another human body in this space literally decreases the usable square footage for everybody else. Yes. So we really need to have a conversation about that. Um, either all of our rents are going down because that person's going to start paying rent or you're going to start paying more for having a guest um, one way or another that has to get resolved or you two can go and find another place to live together. Yeah. Like, yeah. honestly, like you have to be up front when it, you know, maybe it's because I'm getting older and like my tolerance for these things is like totally gone now. But I really think when something is affecting your quality of life on a day to day basis, like who's in your apartment and like how things smell or if it's clean or if how many people are there or if you can go to bed, like zero tolerance for that. Mm -hmm. Life is short. We can't be dealing with these kinds of things, um, especially like w right within our home, if we can yeah. avoid it. So I think saying it up front, having a conversation over like a beer or a glass of wine or like in the living room, great. In an ideal world, if you're looking for a roommate, I'm always a proponent of putting words on paper and going the legal route. <laughs> so I, you know, if you're finding a roommate, have them sign an agreement up front, either you know, if you're subleasing or if you're, you know, put a roommate agreement together before mm. you start living with somebody that lays out all of the different areas um, of lifestyle that you want to make sure you're on the same page about. So, like, are we going to have parties in the apartment together? Are we um, are there quiet hours after a certain hour because someone has to work or is in school? Are there, um, you know, rules around guests and overnight guests? Are there rules around, um, you know, cooking? If it like smells in the kitchen when you're cooking during certain hours or something like mm -hmm. all these things that like affect your lifestyle. I, you know, when looking for roommates, I put that on on paper because um, then everybody knows what to expect. My litigious friend. Litigious. I'm not litigious. I'm not trying to sue anybody. I'm just trying to make sure that we are on the same page True. looking and reading the same words on the same yeah. page. Yeah, no, no, no. I, I've never heard of anyone doing a roommate agreement in like a non-dorm environment. Mm -hmm. But it's honestly pretty smart because you end up losing money. If things get so bad, you end up like getting screwed over and end up losing money when you have to just like move quickly totally. in the middle of the lease. Totally. Or you are just like so unhappy that you have to like, yeah, like move out yeah. or figure out it's a new a real situation. Thing. Yeah. Wow. So that's my P. Uh, Pooh, what is your P on the situation? I liked what you said. I think just having a more upfront conversation and sharing like how it makes you feel and you know, maybe connecting with your other roommates too to see yeah. what their P is on Strength this. in numbers. And, yeah, definitely. <laughs> and I think just like be reasonable. I think like if the person Ultimately, if you like your living situation and you like your roommate, then be reasonable and be respectful. And and maybe if they're spending the night once or twice a week, like that's not that big of a deal. But if they really are overstaying their welcome and hanging out there like when you're not when they're not there or just, you know, whatever, like. I think that's a legitimate concern. And your request, if you request of them to have their partner over less or that they spend more time at their partner's place. I think that's reasonable. Absolutely. Mm -hmm. Just ask them, just have the conversation and then you'll get to a resolution. Hopefully. Yeah. And I think that like these situations do tend to happen. Like when I, like, 
I know it sounds cheap to be like, oh, well, if they're spending all this time there, then they should pitch into the rent. But obviously, if you're living with three different people, like your financial situation is one that like you are like the money counts. Exactly. The money counts. So like I can understand this caller or I can understand that this person is like money could solve this or money can make me feel better because I'm feeling anxiety about my $42 light bill, like things like that really make you feel stressed, especially if you're in that phase of life. And it's not like maybe where we are now where you're like, oh yeah, like sure, my friend can stay over and I'm not going to be so concerned about if the lights lights were left on or something. Yeah. So. Absolutely. No, it's, uh, it makes a difference. So it's like either pay up or get out. Yes. And that's another problem solved. Hey, did you like that episode? Well, if you did, please rate it five stars on Spotify, Apple, or wherever you listen to this episode. And make sure to come back every Wednesday for brand new episodes of The Problem Solvers. See you then. 